Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we're wrapping up a week of training psychology discussions. And the topic of today's show is why you need more of what you dislike. Kind of sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? But we've learned that by doubling down on what you dislike, you are going to achieve greatness. Just like Vasquez and Aliens, let's rock tribe. If you're new here, Rich is behind the mix. Rad is at the table with me, Yanni Bormeister, and we are Unity Gym experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unified Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us, plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal programs and optimize your performance. As a valued listener, you can always use the link in the description to get a three a free month. But starting today, you can grab a 50% lifetime discount. You get two opportunities to jump on board and get this deal every year. The next isn't until November. So get into it. Before we get started, warm welcome. If you are on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group, leave a comment and we'll send you some love. Remember, anyone can join and interact. Lastly, we want to give a shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit the like button to support the channel. Subscribe if you like what you see. We've got lots of great content rolling out over YouTube in the coming weeks. Joining me today is none other than Richard the Rig behind the mixer. Uh, how are you, Richie? Very good. Very good, Yanni. Thanks. Very rigged. Has he actually, has he actually got a mic? Yeah, I turned it up. Oh, good. Should Richie's on the mic again. Smash the like button if you like having Richie on the mic. How are you, Rad? I'm um, pretty good, and I'm going to let everybody that's listening know that it was actually me that came up with the Vasco Vasquez uh, Let's Rock. Yanni, oh. Yanni had to ask me before the show, who says Let's Rock from Aliens? So that was uh, that was me. I said, is it Vasquez <laughs> who says Let's Rock? Yeah, well, shame on you, mate. Get stuffed, you're not mate. Allowed, that you're was not, all me. You're not allowed to take an Aliens quote unless you know who said it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> well, I did, theoretically, uh, no. I yeah, just wanted to yeah, confirm. Yeah, well, that's not good enough. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's Friday, and I am I am actually looking forward to the weekend uh, this weekend. Um, yeah, I've been focusing. Um, I've been focusing a lot on the stuff that I don't like doing lately because it is the weak links in my kinetic chains and the weak links in my kinetic chains have caused me too many injuries and I'm tired of it. And so I've been spending a lot of time doing things that I don't particularly like doing. And every time I shift back towards the stuff that I really like doing, um, you know, I, I get brought back and it's from some injuries that I had a uh, long, long ago, 20 years ago that I never dealt with at all. And my body adapted to and, in a, and adapted in a bad way. And, um, and I'm getting really, really close. I feel to not having to put as much of my time and effort into the things that I don't like. Um, but I have become somewhat of an expert at doing the things that I don't like and just, you know, Phil talks about my training tenacity. psychology and tenacity <laughs> and methodology is almost robotic, as he said. I, I just get on with it and do these things that most people would never put their time into. Um, but it produces good results and, and that's what we're here to talk about today. We, um, you know, there is a, there is a real... A real reason to embrace the things that you don't like doing and that you feel you never uh, progress at and, and get better at them. I mean, you have a similar story 
um, with flexibility, right? Like your story for 20 years was that you can't get flexible. It doesn't matter what you do, you never get flexible. And it wasn't until you actually started really doing flexibility training, which means what we mean by really doing it is that even when you don't see a result, you keep doing it. And you don't push harder. It's not like you push harder to hurt yourself. You just keep doing it. Mm. Knowing that the people that can do what you're wanting to do are telling you that this is what you've got to do to uh, to get better, and you you basically just do it with blind faith. You just trust that it's going to get you there. And it, and and when you did that with the thing that you hated the most, flexibility, you know what it, what happened to you? Yeah, that's right. Look, this this discussion comes off the back of one of our superstar UMS online coaching clients who is quite frankly crushing it. Uh, but you know, every six weeks we do our uh, we call it testing week, but it's our structural balance blueprint. We test strength. Um, we test flexibility and we test body symmetry and, uh, and then that gives us a whole bunch of data that we can then deploy into our next program cycle and this is really what makes the UMS online coaching so special um, and it, you know uh, Stephen has said gee I'm still bad at the stuff I don't like what do you think asking what do you think of my next program and he's showing us and in the coaching call coming up we will go deep and, and, and have a look at his program card and give him some feedback um, and this is something that we see a lot, you know, the UMS <laughs> exposes weakness and, and we use that data to make sure that we're working on the things that our body actually needs, as opposed to the opposite, which is the things that we like to see in the mirror, you know, and, and I'm, I, I wrote a piece that's going to go out to our, um, our uh, inner circle uh, email list today on, you know, the problem with that, which is, you know, I share a personal story which really screwed me and ultimately um, ended my boxing career because I um, perforated, I tore really severely uh, my, my right tricep tendon, the long head of my tricep, because my, my bicep became way stronger than my tricep, creating an imbalance in that joint. And when I threw a punch, it just didn't work out well for me, you know, and it was a bad enough injury that it took so long to heal that I ended up just giving up on boxing altogether because I didn't really know how to fix it properly back then. And this happens all the time. I see it all the time with people in the gym. You know, they go to the gym and they do the stuff that they like and they do the stuff they're most comfortable with and they seldom do the things their body actually needs. And uh, to my knowledge, you know, um, uh, it's not until you go um, and learn, you know, from someone like the late Charles Poliquin, he left a legacy of uh, this system of uh, an approach to uh, assessing people. And then people like Tony Bataji took it and even made it, pro I, I would dare say, made it better. Uh, that's subjective, subjective, you know. But, um, and then we took it from t um, both of the, those people and, and we believe we made it better still, you know. And, and and this is how people should be training. People should not be guess they not, should, should not be guessing. And the reality is, as as one of my earliest mentors, um, Donald Carr, once said, "If you're not assessing, you're only guessing." You know, so it's very very important. And and then what's going to happen is you're going to you, those assessments are going to expose things that you're weak at, and and those things that you're weak at, you're probably going to really not enjoy training. You know, especially in, in, initially. And, uh, but they're the things that you, you have to focus on because most likely they're the things you're going to get the biggest improvements from. And, you know, uh, talking to people like Sebastian Oreb uh, from Australian Strength Coach who trains the strongest people in the world, uh, he says it all the time. People come to him because they hit a plateau in their strength and then he does things that they really don't expect, usually to bring up the opposing muscle groups in, in the uh, big movements, the, the, uh, the bench press, the squat, the deadlift. 
and then they unlock a new level of potential, strength potential that they couldn't tap into before. You know, I was on a great podcast yesterday recording with uh, Keegan Smith from Real Movement Project, and he was talking about this. You know, that when you learn to access your deeper ranges of movement and build strength in those deeper ranges of movement, you unlock an athlete's true potential. Uh, a, a, the way the body was designed to move, and uh, and he's seen that firsthand when he's trained elite level athletes, and you know, unfortunately, during those processes of uh, of, of developing that strength, you usually have to do things that you're not comfortable with that you haven't done before. You know, most of us don't like it, and uh, and on the on the on the most superficial level, this is one of the reasons why I start my day with a cold shower. You know, before I even meditate, after I've gone for a run in the morning when the sun's um, um, up. And it's another reason why I set my alarm uh, at 5.30 to get up before I really want to. You know, every little dose of discomfort that you submit your body to, it makes dealing with discomfort easier. And it makes the things that are really important easier, you know, to do. And, uh, and I think it, it's just so important that we get over that comfort, um, wrap yourself in cotton wool, a methodology of living our life and do the things, focus on the things, do, do the things more that we don't enjoy. I think it's one of the worst things about modern day humans, uh, especially, you know, I was going to say, you know, in, in first world countries, but I'll say in Australia because I can't really, you know, honestly talk about what it's like in European countries or in America or whatever, but I can say what it's like in Australia. And, and yeah, the, the average person is just not comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you think about where we've come from, where humanity has come from, where life has come from, like the things that we have overcome in the past, like there was a really good Facebook post um, floating around in the last 12 months that talked about um, what life would have been like if you were born in 1900 and you lived for 100 years. And it talked about all these events that went on. And God damn, when you think about hardship, you look at that, like what our grandparents went through. Mm. Um, and then you hear what people complain about these days. And, you know, it's, it, it is so funny for me when we don't get that many of them now because we've changed the, the culture at our gym here. But we used to get people that had come in and they'd do their first session and They'd go, oh, they wouldn't come in for two or three days afterwards. And you say, why didn't you come in? You know, and, oh, I was just, you know, I was a little bit sore in my shoulders and it just didn't feel good. And you just think, oh, man, you're, you're failing at life. Well, we're getting really messed up here in Australia right now because we're living through a global health pandemic that is really abs absolutely buckling certain areas in the world. And we hardly even know it's happening. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, people are walking around going, now our grandparents can't say that they lived through a harder time than us because this is one of the worst times in history. And I'm like, fuck, not in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're, not, you're not experiencing... Go to India or go to a country where their whole health system just is not not capable of dealing with this and and, and and then see what, you know, the virus is really like. You know, we're walking... People are walking around saying there's no virus and and I'm like, wow, all right. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny though, isn't it? Because some people avoid hardship. Like they just, they're flat out. It's like they're allergic to it. It's, it's like we used to have a saying in the army, like you'd, you'd, you'd um, if somebody wasn't pulling their weight, you'd say, what's going on with, you know, whoever? And they'd say, oh, he's allergic to hard work. And um, it, it, it's a funny saying, but it, it was a funny thing. Richard and I had some really funny experiences because 
him and I were in different sections. We were in the same platoon, which means that we did everything together, but we were never standing right next to each other. We were always 50 meters away from each other or whatever. You're in a section of eight men and um, we were in different sections. But when we started living together and we started talking about things and, and our, you know, who you are starts to come out in, you know, and you can't really hide from it in the military. But there were times when we were digging pits and digging pits in the military is probably one of the hardest things you will ever do in your life physically. No joke, the, there's the, the platoon commander, so the lieutenant, if you're an American, it's lieutenant. Um, they say, this is where we're going to build our uh, platoon um, position because tactically this is the most advantageous position and they take all these things into consideration where you could get attacked from where you can attack the enemy from and all this stuff and then this for this they okay they say one section you're over there two section you're there three section four and they go like that and then the section commanders get told that they're the they're the uh, commander of the eight men in the section and then they come over to you and they say all right Burmy, you're going to go there you know richard you're going to go there and it doesn't matter if there's a rock where you are. It doesn't matter if it's hard ground. And I remember asking one time my section commander, I said, can I dig my pit just a meter there? It's like, it's so much softer and there's all these rocks here. And he went, no. He said, that's the spot where you have to dig your pit because there's blah, 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 where the enemy's going to come from. And then you have what's called an entrenching tool, which is a little shovel about, it's with a handle about that long and a head about that long. And you have to dig a pit that is deep enough that when you stand in it, it goes up to your chest that's wide enough that you can fit in it with your pack. So that's about a, almost a meter, maybe 80 centimeters wide. That's long enough that two men can stand in it. So it's about two meters long. And then it has two sleeping bays off on each side, which is long enough that a man can lay down in it. And then you have to put um, timber slats across it, corrugated iron, and then fill up three layers of sandbags to put on top of that. And from the moment they tell you to do it until the moment it's finished, you don't stop unless you eat. And when we dug our pits, we only did, luckily we only did, I only, I don't know if how many times Richard did it. I only did it once in my military career. We were digging for four days straight without stopping. The <laughs> only time we stopped was to eat, shit and piss. And, the, and when you eat, you, they call it, you smash a meal in your face because you literally go <coughs> like that and you eat a meal in about five minutes and then you stand up and eat again. And you don't ever both stop digging. One of you digs while the other one eats and then you swap over like that. Yeah, yeah. So it is literally one of the hardest physical things I've ever done. The blisters, the sweat, the ch the, it's just insane. Uh, the sleep deprivation, you start hallucinating all this stuff. And there's some guys who really their character comes out in that point because there was the guy that I was digging with after about a day of it, he would pretty much only dig when there was an officer or a, someone that outranked us standing next to us. And whenever they walked away, he kind of just sat down. And I literally, just because you, you get in as much shit, whether you both are digging or whether it's just you digging, if the pit's not done when it's meant to be done, you both get in shit. And so I just picked it up and did it. Richard, apparently, he their pit was so further, much further ahead than these other two guys that the, their section commander came over and looked at them and went, oh, you guys are doing good. Swap over with them and do their pit for them. So when they were almost <laughs> finished, Richard had to go over to these other fuckers who'd only... Was that what happened, Richard? Yeah, yeah. It was half dug. Oh, that's so <laughs> shit. And he was literally... He was like, fuck, we're, we're finished finally. And they went, all right, now you guys go over and finish their pit. Oh, and the guys that were hauling so ass, shit. doing a shit job. So 
it's a it's really amazing because you you like when you're in the military like that's you're, why you hear those stories of them beaten down at night on people oh, who yeah, are lingers, you know yeah 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 the, um yeah and it, and it was a really interesting experience to see to see that unfold in front of you but it's it is it is literally it's it's mental fortitude yeah and all it was that i had over this other guy was that i was mentally tougher than he was he was even younger than me which means he was a hell of a lot i was 30 when i joined and the guy that i was digging a pit with was 18. now an 18 year old is yeah. has a hell of a lot more testosterone coursing through their veins in a 30 year old like yeah. li and he was the same size yeah, as me yeah but your brain hasn't been calloused and uh, yeah but that's what i mean you know, yeah. yeah that's what i mean it's the, it's the mind muscle yeah. had, hadn't been trained you gotta you gotta callous your mind and that's what um david goggin talks about in his book uh, can't hurt me and and that's why you know people ask me why i do the ice baths and the cold showers and the and the you know early morning starts and that and it is it's every little thing that you do accumulates mm. and helps to callous your mind and it helps you to push through those things that you know and someone once posted a um a comment you know on a i did a posted a video of me squatting 180 kilos or deadlifting 230 kilos or something, and and someone once commented some random you know that i don't know commented why the hell would you torture yourself like that i remember you that. know yeah. I and I was like, uh, I actually um, um, commented back with a picture of my two kids on my shoulders walking to work uh, and said, so I can do this, yeah. but also, so I am actually not a pussy, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, you know, you just like, what other reason do you have? I mean, and this is, it's totally true. Like we often, a lot of us are really blessed with a lot of luck that we were born into a and I can't say this for everyone watching and listening to this podcast, but I can certainly say it for the three of us sitting in this room. We were blessed to be born into a society and a culture with a very, very um, uh, well-run, whether you like it or not, it's a very well-run government in comparison to a lot of areas in the world. And just you know, so much opportunity. And so right? much opportunity, yeah. you know. And and you know, so, and that's why I find it really hard uh, when I see people complaining about stupid little things and I just think, man, if you can't make this work, you know, you oh, yeah, but God, that's the like, that's the thing, right? It's like I mean, what you just said about the cold showers and the ice baths and all these things. A lot of that, uh, a lot of those, you know, hacks or you know, morning routines or whatever. A lot of them have been inspired or have come from the military. Um, you know, like Jocko Willink and Leif Babin are two um, highly regarded motivational speakers now, um, both Navy SEALs. And I think it's because the military is, is one of the places where you really get put through the ringer um, mentally and physically, and it develops a lot of mental fortitude. And even, even the weakest people in the military still become a lot stronger from it, you know? Yeah. And it's what you just said about, you know, why would you do it? Well, because it makes everything else easier. You know, like when you, if you, if you try to lift, uh, you know, a 20 kilo barbell and it feels heavy for you, and you do it enough and it starts to feel light and then you lift a 40 kilo barbell until it feels light and then a 60 kilo barbell and these are really moderate numbers i'm talking yeah, about here yeah. then once you can lift that 60 kilo barbell and do eight or ten reps with it f um, for five sets you pick up a 20 kilo barbell and it feels light is that worthwhile doing well of course it is like what are you what are we living in this world like our bodies are designed to lift things well, and do things that. this is the interesting thing when you lift that weight you're not only feeling a physical strain and demand 
there's a psychological strain and demand as well. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. Mm. And that psychological battle that you face every time you get under a heavy barbell and you progressively overload that barbell, that prepares you for psychological strain as well. Mm -hmm. And that has a carryover to everyday life. Mm -hmm. If you can deal with physical stress in the gym well, you can, and there is a lot of evidence to, to prove this, you can deal with phys, uh, physical and emotional stress outside of the gym better as well, you know? And so people m misunderstand why we load up our bodies and why we cause ourselves this physical and psychological stress because it makes us better at everything it doesn't just make us handle lifting more weight it makes us handle lifting more metaphorical load as well outside of the gym you know yeah. and so if we bring you know if we bring this sort of back to what we're talking about here with why it's important that we do things that we don't like more uh, it, it, it because it makes you it makes you it makes everything else easier. You said it before. It makes everything else easier. Yeah, you know. It's it's it's. I'm actually sometimes really surprised at how much easier I find hardship than the average person. When I sometimes I'll be in a group with people and something will come up that we have to do and. And um, the way that people will complain and go, oh my God. And, and I just go, what are you talking about? Let's just do it. Just get it over and done with. Just, you know, deal with it. And at, at times I'll be a lazy person as well. I have my times when I'm lazy, but that's very different to not dealing with adversity and not doing things that you don't like, you know? And I've learned, we've all, you and I have definitely, and Richard, have almost become masters at doing things that we don't like because of not not just with our military experience with training physically but with running a business you know none of us got into this business with any idea of what it would actually be like we were just personal trainers that thought opening a gym would be a fun thing to do and would you know would be cool and you know and then you realize what you actually have to do to run a business and we've all just had to do so much stuff that we never signed up for that we just had to do because if you didn't do your business would go under and and then you do enough of it and all of a sudden these like i don't know if it, you start to like it or if you just stop not liking it i don't know what it is but something changes after you do enough of what you don't like something changes within you and you stop having the reaction that i see other people have when you tell them they have to do something they dislike and they're like, oh fuck that i'm not fucking doing that and yeah 100 you know. nothing ever gets easier you just get stronger yeah. and this is what people people are waiting for things to get easier yeah i love um, there's a good quote from bruce lee he says don't wish for it to be easier wish to be stronger yeah 100 and, and deal with it better and that's you how know. that's that's what happens when you go to a gym and that's why you should be focusing on the things that you're not so good at yeah. because y y you're going to get stronger in those areas and everything else is going to become easier and mm -hmm. you're going to also be you know challenging this this cotton wool notion that we tend to want to wrap ourselves in you know humans migrate towards comfort and that's natural but going outside of that and really forcing yourself to go against that flow against that um grain is a very healthy thing to do you know yeah and if nothing changes nothing changes so if you're unhappy about your situation or anything for whatever reason if you just keep doing the things that make you comfortable and you never push the envelope you know you never try and go to a new level then nothing's going to change you, you you are going you can guarantee that things around you are going to stay the same and if if that's what you want in your life then go for it 
But there are those of us that want more. And if you want more, then you're going to have to seek out the things that make you uncomfortable and do them enough until they don't feel uncomfortable. And that's when some real change is going to happen. Yeah, 100%. So some good change. 100%. All right, team. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. We are going to be jumping over to our UMS online coaching private Facebook group, which is where we answer our uh, coaching questions technique questions everything to do with specific coaching and um, if you've been you know listening to these podcasts or watching these shows and 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 you've been sitting on the fence at all about this right now is your best opportunity to join our ums online coaching program because for the next week you can join as a lifetime discounted price of half price just a little bit less than half price it'll be this it'll be that half price price for as long as you stay on with us so this is really your best opportunity that you're going to get for a long time to join our inner circle and uh, and get coached directly by Yanni and me with our five-star rated UMS online coaching Yeah, we program. love the uh, February intake because it gives us some time to actually whip you into shape for summer. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the Southern Hemisphere summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the November... Uh, the November intake for Black Friday usually doesn't give us a whole lot of time, but that gives us a chance to whip those Americans in shape for mm. their uh, Northern Hemisphere summer. Anyway, guys, yeah, great opportunity. Get into it. Get stuck into it. There'll be a link in the description. If you're watching this or listening to this later on, there's still always going to be a link in the description and you can grab yourself a free trial with that one. And uh, yeah, join the tribe. Mm. We'll see you all next week uh, and we'll see all the uh, coaching tribe in just a moment health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there we'll start focusing on movement goals strength goals flexibility goals when you nail that skill it's there forever the body image goal doesn't get you that it's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there it's not the intensity there's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.